You're listening to the New Paradigm Life Coach Podcast, hosted by Michelle Shinrucki, produced by Julie Hugan, and brought to you by NewParadigmLifeCoach.com. All right, welcome back to the New Paradigm Life Coach Podcast. We are back from a little summer hiatus, and we are here with Lori Ives Godwin. She is the founder of Shift Charlotte, um, and she's just a really, really impressive person. You may have heard her on some other podcasts. I think everyone around the Charlotte area knows about her from what I understand in my research. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Lori. We're so glad to have you. Um, I am so very happy to be here as well and look forward to chatting with you over the next little bit. So let's just dive right in because I think the first thing that our listeners want to know is a little about you. Um, I'm familiar with your story and it's a story we've heard before on this show. Um, it's the story a lot of our, our guests have and a lot of people out there have of leaving a life that seemed very comfortable and correct for something that was more authentic to you because your body would no longer let you live in the other life. Does that sound about right? Pretty exactly right. What I've come to watch pattern after pattern, person after person. I wish I was the person who could raise my hand and say, I was brave and courageous. And one day I realized that this wasn't the world I thought it was, and I'm going to leave my comfortable digs with my comfortable house and my comfortable job and my, by all outside appearances, happy life. And I'm going to leave all of that to go on a journey of self-exploration and self-discovery. I was not that person. I was the person that I've seen the pattern go for, which means that at some point there was a major life experience, whether it was a health crisis, an emotional crisis, a family crisis, which forces you to look at where you are and who you are and go, I think there's more to the world than this because I'm not happy or I don't feel well and I want to feel well and I want to be happy and what do I have to do to make that happen? And you start walking down this path you never expected to be on, learning things you never expected to learn and when you, you know, as you're on that journey, you start to realize that what you had wasn't what you really wanted. And for me, it came from a physical crisis in my body that I can now look back and I'm grateful for. But at the time, I could say it was quite painful. And I uh, don't know that I would have shifted if I hadn't had that pain. Mm-hmm. Yes, and sometimes it does take pain to force us where we need to be. This journey that you've been on, um, it's, you know, a lot of people we talk to here identify themselves as spiritual guides, and it seems like you are a bit of a spiritual guide, but just on a a broader level than than a lot of the folks we talk to. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I have so many of my friends when we all started this, when we were going to the workshops. And let me take a step back and and share with you that I was probably a neutral canvas, is what I call it. I didn't not, I was not raised with any religious or spiritual uh, background. I really was a blank canvas coming to this. If someone would have asked me, do I believe in God, I wouldn't have said that it, it was a question that had any meaning in my life. I didn't really think about it. I just went on. Holidays were more about eating food with family. So when it came time to walk my journey, 
as a blank canvas. What ended up happening was I would go to workshops, I would meet other people, we would go together. And so I started, as everyone starts, knowing nothing. It wasn't that I was born intuitive or I was born psychic or I was born clairvoyant. I was just born. And I lived my days not much thinking about any of it. And as I started going to these workshops, and I, I swear I remember the very first one, I was like, oh, I want to learn to see auras. Boy, would that be cool. Well, let me just tell everyone, 20 years later, I still don't see auras. <laughs> and it would be so cool if I could, like, talk to spirits from the other side, you know, or, like, have someone talking in my head to me all the time. Not so much. It's <laughs> still not so much. But I'm an ordained minister. I'm a Reiki master. I can give energy. I can talk to spirit. I can talk to mine. Don't usually choose to talk to anybody else's. Uh, I've learned and continue to learn. I'm a professional dabbler. I love to experience new modalities. I love to experience all sorts of ways to get yourself to a better healing place, to progress, to be happier, to be healthier. And I don't have many filters when it comes to learning new things. I just prefer to keep learning. And as I keep learning, what I've realized is that we're not all designed to do all of it. So astrology is something that utterly fascinates me. And at the same time, I can tell you, I know nothing about it. I have so many people who will tell me my moon and my sun and my quarter and my house and my this, and I believe all of it. But I don't have the passion for learning about it, so I don't. And so as part of my journey is I just keep putting things in my toolkit that help me, that I feel attached to, that I feel resonate with me, that I feel move me forward, because ultimately this journey is really about me moving me forward. So the very long answer to your question is when I, I can't answer for anyone else. I can only answer for me. I created all of Shift Charlotte, your community connector, the events that I've done, the workshops I taught at the beginning when I was teaching meditation. All of that was for me. Mm -hmm. That was for mm -hmm. me on my journey and my growth. And I'm, I'm unapologetic about it to this moment. Because really, when it comes down to it, that's really why we're all here. So why shift Charlotte or why am I on this podcast or why do I do the things I do? Because I am absolutely driven to be a part of community that I feel like I belong to, that I can grow with, that are there to support me, that I want to support. And so ultimately, at my core, I'm a community builder. That's my archetype. And so everything I do is just being authentically me. And it's just that is how this manifests. So some people are healers, and they heal individuals on a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's just not my archetype. It's just not how I operate. So I would rather be talking to a group of people than a one-on-one -on -one person. Both are needed to move our planet to a different place. All are needed. And even the people that are not doing any teaching that are just living. Because that's really the hardest thing to do is not to teach it, it's to live it. So mm -hmm. all the different modalities are needed and all the different ways to share the modalities, whether it's practicing, teaching, or one-on-one. -on -one. So my journey just looks like community because that's where I'm drawn. What a great description. And 
thank you for all of that detail. Now, you'd mentioned that your love for learning. You've learned a lot of different modalities. What are some of your favorites? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so I'd have to say that the, the most impactful has truly been an understanding from my earliest teachers straight through that I'm actually capable of learning, anyone is actually capable of learning to do the work themselves and not have to go to a practitioner. So when, I love past life regressions. I, I just think they're cool, right? They're just absolutely fun. They've been so meaningful in my life. Um, I would put a hyphenation and go kind of dash Akashic record work. But what I adore is when I learned it, I could go into the regressions myself. And so it allowed me to learn how to do it. So when I need that skill, I have it. And some of my most impactful healing work has been through that type of, type of work is past life regressions. Um, I love working with the Akashic records. It all comes back to learning that I could speak to spirit which I got through my early meditation teachers and energy healers on, well, yeah, I could do Reiki or energy healing, but wouldn't it be better to do it knowing what's wrong, which spirit can help you with? So those have been some of the strongest practices in my life. But then I, I, I really do adore cards and tarot and soul collage where you can take your own creativity and turn them into cards that then talk to you and tell you where you are and what you're working on. I love crystals. So I have, I, I really have fun with so much of it. Uh, just, I, I go to, people will regularly invite me to new things and I go and I learn something new and I like that too. So I guess I don't really have a favorite per se. I just kind of go where spirit takes me. It gets, you know, I, I would do work with, animal totems and then all of a sudden I have animals all around me. So I think what I would share is that stay open to all of the things that could be out there and allow the messages that you're meant to get to come to you in all the different ways that they come to you, whether it's through music or art or a class you took or a message you got. And don't limit yourself because you know right around the corner is the next cool thing to learn. Um, so I look for synchronicities, I guess is a better way of putting it. I, I can show up at an art class and sit across from somebody and have a hugely impactful session doing art that has nothing on its surface to do with spirituality and yet everything to do with spirituality. So it sounds like your message is that, at least for you, trying to put yourself in a box and be a specific type of healer or spiritual person is counterintuitive. Yes. My, my personal experience shows me that for me, I would rather just continue to stay open to what could come. Mm -hmm. And so there's like yoga astrology classes. Those, those are cool. I'm like, wow, that like, that sounds like fun. Let me go do that. Or I was just at uh, Asheville at the yoga festival and I did journaling in asana, something I've never done before. But I was connecting to my spirituality through my body in a journaling activity. Would have never occurred to me before because I'm not the best yogi uh, and I'm not the best writer. I forget to do both of those on a regular basis. However, 
at that moment, on that day, it was exactly the way for me to move myself to where I wanted to be in how I felt and what I was working on. So I would answer also that currently I am 100% all in on the Joe Dispenza work. So if I had a favorite at the moment, I'm finding his work incredibly impactful for both me and my husband. We're about to head to an advanced retreat. Quite a few of my friends in Charlotte are doing his work. And he's done a tremendous job of pulling together a wide variety of disciplines that I believe in and explaining them incredibly well. And I really appreciate that he's keeping my feet to my fire with the thousands of other people that are following him because he's pretty unapologetic that to move forward, you have to actually do work, your work, whatever mm -hmm. your work looks like. And so it's not okay to only meditate three minutes every other day. It's really, if you want to move forward, why is that not the most important thing in your day is to take care of yourself and move yourself forward. So I really am appreciating his message at this point where I am right now. And he is absolutely skyrocketing me in my own personal practice. That sounds very, very cool. And I'd be interested to learn more about him. I might have to look into his work a little bit. Before we get into our main topic of discussing the Divine Feminine, some of our listeners might not be familiar with Shift Charlotte. Could you give us just a, a brief overview? Sure. Back to being a community builder, I think it's been 11 years ago now, I was sitting on my computer building community at 2 o'clock in the morning by myself at home, <laughs> by myself all the time. Mm. And I went, this isn't really what my passion and my vision for building community look like. I really felt this need to get back out with people celebrating here in town. So Shift Charlotte was created as a way, you know, you've heard of food deserts. At the time I created Shift Charlotte, we were a little bit of a spirituality desert. Because although there were plenty of people here practicing, they were either practicing through their yoga practice or through maybe a universalist church or maybe not at all. And I had this deep desire to come together in Charlotte and celebrate spiritual connection, mind, body, and spirit, not just spirituality, but really the, the three cornerstones to what we all believe. And looking around, what I realized was my skill set was particularly suited to holding large-scale crazy events like this. And most of the practitioners in the space or the teachers were suited to teaching or practicing. Mm -hmm. And so just add herding cats to my job description because herding <laughs> our community together looks an awful lot like that. What I decided to do was to try and not to try, but to hold events where I brought the community together to share. Because what I recognize from my prior refugee corporate America background is that to be strong, we all need to be connected. We need to share information. We need to have access to the information in a way that's easy. When you go to a workshop out of town and you're sitting with people from other states and you're sitting there and you're meeting people that you'll never see again, being taught by teachers you won't have easy access to, shopping at vendors that are not in your city, this is not a sustainable model. So Shift Charlotte was created as a mind, body, spirit, wellness event that would be sustainable so people that would learn would be sitting next to their neighbors, attending classes of people they could see and that could become their teachers, with vendors that would be able to support them on a year-long basis. 
and hence Shift Charlotte was born. Join me, Bodhi Devama, and our new Paradigm team on December 1st from 12 to 6 p.m. at Lenny Boy Brewing Company in Charlotte, North Carolina at the Shift Pop-Up Psychic Fair and Holiday Market. New Paradigm will be offering ceremonial grade cacao to drink to enhance your experience during the holiday market, and you can also pick up some to take home for your loved ones as a special holiday gift. Please join us for the heart-opening euphoric experience of cacao at the Shift Pop-Up Psychic Fair and Holiday Market. We are back on the New Paradigm podcast with Lori Ives Godwin. She is going to talk to us a little bit now about the Divine Feminine, which has been an ongoing theme here in our podcast. So let's start with the basic question. Lori, how do you define the Divine Feminine? I would say that the Divine Feminine for me right now and I'll I'll segue and just um, share with your listeners that I've gone through a tremendous upheaval uh, shift series of changes in my life where I've watched the transition of my mother in recent days. And my answer now is a little different than the one I thought of when we first started having a conversation about me being on the podcast. The divine feminine for me at this moment in my life is how we are manifesting here on the planet as women and what we do as women on the planet. I watched everyone celebrate my mother and her memory over the past few weeks and days. And I can see the divine feminine in her and how we were celebrating in ways that were elusive or subtle before. And so I like to feel through, let me see if I can say this in a way that's short. For me now, the divine feminine is divinity as it comes through us, as we go about our day and as we experience the world around us and how we react to it. It's the divine feminine seeing itself and learning what attributes women bring to all of the things that we do. Watching people bring family together, watching people hug when hugs are needed or kissing when kissing is needed, cooking when cooking is needed, nourishing in all of the ways that women nourish. And I see the, I just had such an opportunity to see the divinity in all of the people that were both celebrating and mourning and experiencing. And so, In a writing that I wrote two days ago about my mother, I celebrated her life, but then I also said, here I am celebrating her as I now walk back into my world and my life and as I walk forward with her in my heart. And the her that's in my heart is the divine. And as my mother, there is no one that was more the feminine for me than her. And so as we grace the planet, and not just as women, because the divine feminine isn't just a woman, it's a set of attributes that come forth as what we have clarified or verbiaged as women, right? It's the nurturing that happens on the planet. It's the love that happens on the planet. It's the cycle of life 
from grandmother to mother to child and on again and on again and on again. It's the, you know, I mentioned earlier that I love to do past life regressions personally. And so how can you talk about divine feminine as a person or even as anything more than an energy? Because I've experienced plenty of lifetimes where I'm not very feminine. (laughs) I'm actually (laughs) masculine. Mm -hmm. And so... I, I feel like it's an energy that comes forth in a way that we language as feminine, but it's really more of a set of attributes that are about the nurture and care and love that we have on the planet. As someone who has some uh, memories of experiences as a man, did you feel the divine feminine there too? Can you see a connection? Uh, you know... It would be all nice if we were very enlightened in all of our lifetimes. However, it's not exactly what I felt to be the case. And I've had plenty of unenlightened feminine lifetimes as well. Neil Donald Walsh wrote a book a long time ago called Little Diamond, Little Soul in the Sun. And it's a children's book. It's one of my favorite books. I still have it. And it talks about how when everyone is on the other side and we're all getting together and we think, well... God, like, I want to come back and I want to, like, have these sets of experiences. And they bring, you, you bring a friend or another energy with you and they're like, they do the biggest sacrifice of all. They say, okay, I'm going to do things in that lifetime that cause you to learn what forgiveness looks like or grief or sadness. And you have to remember that I'm doing it because I love you. I'm doing it Mm -hmm. to give you contrast. So Mm -hmm. I think to answer your question for me was some of those lifetimes that I do have memory of. It's not like I have memory of all of them. I probably looked a little bit more like that person who came back to show someone something about their life. Uh, we, We all dance the dance. And I think the dance between... Even with how you guys are talking, you know, divine feminine, do we have a counterpart on masculine? Is there a divine masculinity? You don't hear us talk about that, but it's really just the other side of the coin, yet somehow divine femininity has become a real positive connotation. And I'm not so sure I know of one that counterbalances it as positive on the other side. And as a, as a mm. human on this planet in this, this iteration... I'm one that happens to have a lot of that energy. I have, I have a very strong balance between the two, and I can pop back and forth to both pretty easily. I started more on the probably, you know, yawn side as I was growing up and living in a world that needed that to be in corporate. And then as I've left corporate and embraced my journey, I've shifted and gained so much knowledge and compassion that you can you can kind of see my barometer is moved or my like little temperature indicator is moved but I'm still pretty able to freely go back and forth depending on the situation and I am one of the people I guess that you would interview that I kind of like balance the most balance is important for everyone and everything and you know I think that's really an interesting point And I hope that it's not off-putting to men who are interested in embracing their spirituality that that you're right, because we are so 
focused on the divine feminine, it makes them feel like they don't have a right to that connection to the divine that we have. Right. So if we were just to play on words a little bit, like, you're not going to ask the interviewer a question, although I'm very capable of it. <laughs> when, when we talk about feminine, if we were to do it instead as like the divine yin. Mm. Right? I like that. And I like the, that. E and the equally divine yang. Mm -hmm. It's that discussion that we have where everyone talks about ego bad, spirit good. But mm. ego's not bad. Ego's just ego. It, it serves a purpose. It protects. It holds space. It makes sure that you leave burning buildings and, you know, that you <laughs> don't climb trees that are too tall. Yeah. But we don't let it take over either, and that's where that balance comes back in. So I embrace at this point in my life that those qualities I had were probably a little too extreme on the yawn side, but I also don't feel the need to jump all the way in and let that pendulum swing too far on the inside. It's, so my journey that you're talking to is somebody who's journeying from yon to, to more yin with a very open set of eyes as I do it to not lose the things that I really adore about the yon side of my personality. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot, and what we're hearing from a lot of people we've talked to, and this is going back to what you just said, actually, because it's interesting. A lot of people are saying the world is shifting toward the divine feminine right now. And it sounds like you've just said you're experiencing a bit of that shift, or the yin, we'll call it. Um, are you seeing that in other people? Are you seeing it in the world outside of yourself? I am. I've, I, I was, I'm laughing a little as I'm trying to word this. When you go to shift or when you go to some of the practitioners, they have a lot of folks that are, I'm going to call, in the closet about what they believe <laughs> the world needs to look like. And I imagine we're going to get to a tipping point where it becomes more and more acceptable for them to come out of the closet on those beliefs. So mm -hmm. I have absolutely seen a shift because I am unapologetic in what I believe. And I am on a stage sometimes talking about it. Sometimes I'm at a family dinner talking about it. Other times I'm on a podcast talking about it. But I believe that there is more to this world than I ever believed before. I do think that our energy has shifted. And when you're putting yourself forth as a person that others can ask questions because you have come out of the closet and people know you have. I have folks come up to me all the time saying, you know, I didn't really believe that or I didn't think that was going to work. And I, you just sit with that and you say, so now what do you think? And you can watch them move because they're willing to try. And then once they try, oftentimes it works. And then they're willing to try a little bit more. And then they're, oftentimes they're willing to go a little bit more and a little bit more. And I do feel that our society has moved. I'll bet I haven't read a newspaper for a long time, and there are some things that are happening on the planet that perturb me greatly. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see personally a, an increase in the movement and the shift, 
because we are living in a very uncomfortable time right now, as far as I believe. Yep, I think a lot of people would agree with you there. Hey, this is Bodhi David Mall, a new paradigm life coach. New Paradigm is so excited that we're partnering with Keith's Cacao to bring Keith's ceremonial grade cacao to North Carolina for the first time. I trained with Keith, known internationally as the Cacao Shaman, when I lived in Guatemala on the shores of Lake Atitlan in 2016. I am so excited to be one of his ceremonial practitioners, and I'm being able now to offer public group cacao ceremony, private group healing ceremonies, cacao-infused celebrations and life transitions and private healing sessions. If you'd like to learn more about the health benefits and heart-opening euphoria of cacao, look online at www.newparadigmlifecoach.com backslash cacao or at www.keescacao.com. Let New Paradigm Life Coach help you bring on your magic. Exclusionary it can be. So Lori, would you tell us a little bit about how you feel we can encourage both genders to move toward this balancing of energies. Sure. So, you know, solving world peace in a, you know, five-minute nutshell. <laughs> I, one of the observations I have from attending a large variety of events, so one of my passions isn't just to hold events, it's also super nifty when I get to go to other people's events and not worry about anything other than going to the event. But I never quite turn off my observer hat and my observer set of eyes. And it is truly disappointing and troubling when I see the lack of balance between participants that are male and female. The, the large, vast majority of folks that are going to events and are doing this type of work are female. And I would say, how could we expect to live in a world that's in balance if we're excluding a large percentage of the population, kind of like half. And so when we were talking earlier about using words like divine feminine, one of the things we can always do is language things a little differently and really approach things a little differently to make sure that we're moving towards balance as a society and not using words that are exclusive. Now, we've all heard that a thousand times as it relates to race relations, as it relates to so many things. Now think about it in terms of gender. Think about it in terms of what's happening on the planet in terms of gender. Think about how when we put words forth that make the other not be as good as the word you're using for it to describe something. So I don't love yin and yang as words for our society in the United States because I don't think they'll ever truly resonate and capture and catch hold. But as the divine feminine is, let's just say it's more of a a shift in scale of energies on the planet from one end of a spectrum to another end of a spectrum. How about we don't make that pendulum swing so far? As as human beings, we tend to do this, as individuals and as a collective. If the pendulum's on one side, let's swing that sucker all the way to the other side Mm -hmm. before it comes back, not so much, and back, not so much, and back, not so much. And 
my dream for our planet and for our species and for humanity would be not to swing that pendulum so far so that the divine feminine we become a society that looks like it's looked for 2,000 years except on the other side. Because why would any person of the other gender or gender persuasion or energy persuasion ever sign up for that? It's kind of stupid, right? Like, why would they ever, why would they ever join that train? They're not going to. And so if we all agree that we need those softer energies and we need to come back to what's important and we need to focus on people and connection and spirituality and beauty and our environment and nature and all of those things, let's focus on that. And you have to label, I understand that, because things need labels so that there's, con there's context. But what the divine feminine means to you versus what the divine feminine needs, means to me are probably pretty different. Mm -hmm. And when we use it, it's, it's almost like a euphemism. You know, we, we all get to then define it whatever way we want to. And for you, it might mean empowerment. And for me, it might mean, ooh, you know, that's that thing I kind of pushed off for a lot of my life because I really wasn't comfortable there. And then for my husband, it might mean, oh, my God, that's the end to me getting my rights. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're all different ways of looking at it. And so I just always encourage us to get down to the core message. What are we actually trying to accomplish? Mm -hmm. What's really happening? No. And we can give it a label, but don't get so caught up in the label. Because labels become teams and teams become fighting against each other. Right. So what I think is if we would encourage everybody to really explore how they can move forward to become more compassionate, they can become more loving, more forgiving, understand the bigger picture that we all can be taught more that meditation and breathing really help your body and that it's not about drugs. Maybe it's about eating good food that our body needs to be nourished. And maybe it's about getting together with people and not being on phones or computers all the time. Or maybe if it's about getting out in nature because those ions are really good for you. Or all of those things, instead of hiding behind terminology mm -hmm. that excludes. So we have to label it something because we want people to show up and be there. But... Be careful how we do our labeling, I guess is what I would say. Mm -hmm. When people are not comfortable becoming more vulnerable, would you say, would you have any recommendations for ways to help people get past that discomfort of opening themselves up and leaning toward the more vulnerable side? The, for me, like I said, this would truly be like me kind of pot calling kettle or, you know, you know, at, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I got to wait till I had a lot of pain in my back and neck before I, sw I shifted. And I shifted because what I realized was that the things that I was doing were alleviating pain. And so I was like, hmm, talking about that past life and clearing that out, like my shoulder feels better, literally. And going to energy healers and learning about Reiki and spirit and what I'm doing, like closing my heart up, you know, and not opening it, hmm, that affected my heart chakra, which affected the back right behind it and the vertebra. 
hmm, I'm starting to feel better now. And so I wish I was less carrot oriented and stick oriented because, or at least like more carrot, less stick. So I don't really want anyone to be listening to me and thinking like I have this solved because I still let my body go to pain points sometimes before I'm smart enough with all of those tools in my toolkit to wake up and go, oh yeah, right. I could probably sit down and breathe right now and like lower my blood pressure. Maybe I should go do that. Or maybe I should go back to meditating every day, which I've kind of fallen out of the habit of because I always feel better when I do it and I get the information I need to move forward in my life. Oh yeah, maybe I should do that. So like anything anybody does, my only advice would be just get started. Doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how small, never wait for it to be perfect, never wait for your room to be clean, never wait for the art to be done, never wait for your body to be ready for yoga, never wait for you to be ready to fit in the yoga outfit, never wait because you can't find your mat, don't wait because I don't know how to paint, don't wait because I don't understand everyone else is going to be doing it and I don't know how, just start. And I have no better advice than that because some teacher somewhere along the way that I think we all know, but I can't quote from them said, you know, your spirit is just waiting for you to take the first step. They will be there. They just need you to take the first step and they will bring everything to you that you need. You just need to take the first step. And so for anybody that's listening that has not taken a step yet, although I, I don't suspect that's many of your listeners. <laughs> um, if, they if, if your listeners sent it to a friend, my advice is to take the step. And for every one of us that have been on this journey, whether it's one step, a thousand steps, a million steps, I encourage you to keep walking like I am choosing when I am conscious to keep walking. Because every time I keep walking and I keep taking steps, I learn more about me. And when you do your own work, we change the planet. I, I did a small, short Ignite talk a few months back about ripples and waves. And the whole premise of the conversation is, if you think about all of your actions as a drop, and everything that happens as a result of your drop a ripple, everything you do, good, bad, neutral, ugly, pretty, special, insignificant, creates a ripple. And if you were to pay attention to the ripples of all of your actions, what would your legacy look like? Hmm. Wow, what a thing to consider. Right? So the, the conversation you had with the woman at the checkout counter, with the person on tech support, I'm working on that one, by the way. I'm, I don't ripple well, but I ripple. Um, when I think to my teacher who had a ripple to my best friend, my best friend was one of her drops that rippled. She runs cancer retreats that touch thousands of people now. I was one of her ripples. I do shift Charlotte. Think about how many ripples of the thousands of people that have walked through that door as they go out in their world. I want you, you and everyone involved in this podcast to think about it. Every time somebody listens to you, 
you're creating a drop that has their ripples. And so we can change the planet by moving to the divine feminine or embodying more divine feminine or all of those things. But what if you were just to take the parts of you that were important to you and make sure that every, not everything, I mean, we have to live a life, but as often as you can, just if you were the best person you could be, what would the pendulum towards divine feminine, quote unquote, actually look like? And how hard would it be? Hmm. Well, I think we are getting close to wrapping up here, although I don't want to. You are such an amazing guest. This is, this is fantastic. I want to go back because, again, I, we've had a lot of people on here, um, and all, all of us involved in New Paradigm personally mostly have this experience like you had where we were forced into it. Our, our bodies just said, nope, no more. You've got you've to change things. Looking back, were there some early warning signs that you ignored that some of our listeners could maybe know to pay attention to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So the way um, I liken this is a series of doorways. And sometimes we walk through doorways knowing they're there. Sometimes we walk through doorways having no idea that they're there. Sometimes we walk through them knowing what's on the other side looks really pretty. Sometimes those doorways have really yucky looking scenery on the other side and we don't want to go through. And sometimes they're just unknowns and those are scary. So back when I was in corporate before I left all of this, I had serious neck and back pain. And so I'm in, just, just picture like neck braces getting on five hour plane rides to California so I could like function on the plane ride type of pain. And I always liken it to, so there's this doorway in front of me and I just visualize myself there. And spirit wanted me to move through the doorway. It was time for me to leave my corporate job. I had gotten all of these amazing skills out of it and so much knowledge about how to communicate and how to get word out and how to market and how to work with people and all the things that I use every day, today. And I needed all of those skills, but I was atrophying as a human being. And so... Uh, I, was, I left New York, I left my family, I came down here, I, I met a man, we got married. I, it, I needed to be taken out of my natural habitat, as they say, so that I could truly grow, because sometimes the hardest place to grow is being surrounded by all the people that hold you where you were, because that's how they know you. So here I am in this new world, and I, was in, you know, I had the house and the car and the kids, and everything looked great. And now picture me in this doorway, and I'm not happy, I'm in pain, I don't really have a belief in bigger picture stuff, I'm just going through all the motions that I'm supposed to go through. And now my hands are on this doorway, and now picture spirit like literally, like gently pushing on my back, like, go, it's gonna be fine, Lori, really. We'll give you all of these cool little signs. You know, your friend will have this experience with a healer and it'll be magical and it'll heal her and, you know, there's this happy world on the other side of that doorway, but you know, I'm holding on, right? And then Spirit's like, okay, she's not getting it. So let's like shove a little bit. So now we're shoving and now I'm like in a bad project and I've got a bad manager and next thing you know, I'm holding on tighter. 
And then, you know, and I'm seeing all of this healing. It's not like I'm not experiencing my own growth, but I'm doing it as this dichotomy between my personal and professional life where I've locked this in a box that happens between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m., you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays when I don't have to take care of kids or go to soccer or be at work. And I'll open up my box and I'll be this other person. And, you know, the, the spirit shoves very gently still. It eventually, they kicked me through the door. And that happens when, you know, your job decides, nope, we don't need you anymore. You know, it's time for you to move on. If I would have seen the earlier signs and actually had less fear, I would have left in a much better capacity. It would have felt better to me. It would have felt better to the people around mm. me. But I was stubborn. <laughs> I was not letting go of that door. And so... Spirit was like totally insightful, knowing that I had to, you know total fear about what that world looked like on the other side, and so they made sure that door was padlocked behind me, locked a couple locks, and they threw away all the keys. There was no going back for me in the way I left corporate, and I'll never forget the first person I called, Carla, and having the support structure at that point was awesome because the first like three or four, five people I called, every one of them had the exact same words. Oh my God, that is so incredibly cool. I'm so glad. What are you <laughs> going to do now? It's going to be awesome. And so there's always signs and it's as simple as just checking in on, am I happy when I'm there? Am I surrounded by people, an environment, and a place that nurtures me, is allowing me to grow, is giving me something that makes me whole? Spirit doesn't keep us in jobs just to make money. Spirit doesn't keep us in jobs just to exist. Spirit just supports us in our growth. And there have been plenty of times in my journey where I've sat on a rock for a while, is how I put it, my metaphysical sojourn on a rock. And it's sunny, and there's a meadow or a lake or a mountain in the distance. And I'll get to sit there for a period of time. And now I know the what signals and signs to look out for. So when things start to kind of unravel in funny ways, I'm like, oh, it's time to get off the rock and move forward. It's time to either meet with the practitioner again or another teacher or just meditate or all of the things that we have in our toolkit because it's time for me to move forward. I, I've kind of made a vow I'll never let myself get to the point again where doors have to be padlocked behind me. It was, it was rather uncomfortable yeah, and not I, really the desired outcome. I could see outcome. that. Okay, um, this has been fantastic. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you would just kind of like to cover? Anything you want to say about yourself, Shift Charlotte, life advice? You know, I would say to everyone, we are all 100% capable of making our life more joyous, more healthy, more happy. Figure out on a regular basis what makes you happy. Figure out what it, most of the time, if you ask someone to sit down and tell them to list five things that make them happy, they will struggle with that exercise. Mm -hmm. Okay? What are five things that will make you happy? And just do them. <laughs> I mean, it, like it's said, just, just, this comes just back to something. life. We're not put here to be these people that are, you know, trying to figure out this complicated algorithm of what is life. We're actually just put here to live and experience and grow and do and journey. And that could look so many different ways. We're not just put here so we can learn something to teach it. 
You know, the, the most fun people in the world are actually the people that are just actually, they're just off doing it. Those are the people you want to hang out with. And so for me, my journey is to be the person everyone wants to hang out with because I'm just doing it. Yep. Just doing it. That is, that is fantastic. Thank you so much, Lori. Um, this has been great. We are so lucky to have you. I'd love to have you back again in the future if you're interested. Um, and I, I, will, I will mention that Shift Charlotte, I think I have the dates. This is really bad. I should know them exactly. I'm fairly certain. Uh, well, I know it's in March. It will be in the same location. I'm fairly certain it's March 22nd, 23rd, whichever that Friday, Saturday is. And we'll have all the detail about it. But for those that are uncertain or not feeling surrounded in their practice, want to be a part of community, that's what the day is really about. It's learning and growing together. There's tons of things you can do there. There's tons of speakers and workshops and things like that. But the heart and soul of the event is really an opportunity for people to come together. We'll be doing a pop-up in December 1st at Lenny Boy Brewery. We did that last year. It's a pop-up psychic fair and market. That's a blast, because for me, there's no speakers. It's just a chance to come and play together and experience and have a good time and bring people that maybe are uncertain about what their journey looks like, and you can bring a friend and just have some fun together. And I am going to be bringing more and more events out as I let my imaginative juices and creative juices flow, because that's what I love to do is create new opportunities for people to get together. Well, as someone who has gotten an opportunity to know a lot of people involved in that community you have around Shift Charlotte, I would encourage anyone listening, if you're in the Charlotte area, if you're going to be able, go. Don't worry. Don't feel like you could be ever be unwelcome or don't belong. This is the most welcoming group of people, the most open group of people around Charlotte that you will ever, ever meet. Thank you so much, Lori. You have been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much. I really loved the opportunity to chat and get to know you a little bit more. And um, I just love that there are so many people out there doing the work you and your partners are doing because that's what's going to shift the planet, honey. <laughs> that's what's going to shift the planet. We all got to put something into it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the New Paradigm Life Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit our website for more resources and a full listing of our upcoming events at newparadigmlifecoach.com. Thanks for listening, and may your day be filled with peace and joy.